Welcome, everyone. I am Casey, and I am joined here with Dave and Chris Riddle, and we have a very, very special guest tonight. We have the one and only Mia Yim. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> so, um, we know that you have been wrestling for a while, but before you started wrestling, you had a background in volleyball. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. I had, I played volleyball for pretty much all through freshman year through, um, senior year in high school and actually I got a scholarship for volleyball to get into college and I swear to god if it wasn't for that I probably would have enlisted into the army or something but um so volleyball kind of saved my mm, just saved me in a little bit um so I was able to play volleyball from my freshman year until junior year in college, um, two years at Virginia Union, uh, HBCU, and then one year at Marymount University, uh, where I transferred. Um, so I played volleyball, um, even off season. I did like off season stuff, uh, for eight years, eight, seven years straight. Um, so, I mean, I think that along with the conditioning that came with training for volleyball really helped me kind of get in shape or kind of easily jump into wrestling. So volleyball definitely helped out early on in my career. Were your college teams any good? Sorry. I don't know what schools have good volleyball. Like, you know, like, it's not like football or basketball where they have like, you know, like, it's not something, you know, like ESPN talks about, you know. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those hidden sports. But, like, I'm trying to remember. Man, I'm so old. Uh, whether it was a D3 or D2, I know at Virginia Union, our team was, our team was not that good just because, okay, so you need six players for a, a team. And, for an example, we got, like, seven players, and out of those seven, only three of us actually had gotten scholarship and had previous experience in volleyball. So everybody else was just, like, walk-ons. Um, <laughs> yes. It, Virginia Union is a small school in Richmond, um, and volleyball definitely wasn't one of, like, the top sports there um so we pretty much had to recruit anybody and uh we weren't that good but I mean it was fun it really helped me open up because I was a really shy kid especially in high school and early on um so Virginia Union helped me open up and it also as you know being at HBCU I was able to really get into the culture and understand um just that part of life in general just because I'm also half black and half Korean. Also, I was the only only Asian on campus. One one or either the only one or like one of two Asians on campus. Um so it was a really cool experience there. And then when I transferred to Marymount, which was a complete one eighty because Marymount is a private Catholic, um mostly white school. And uh that team was a little bit better just because it it had more of a like volleyball was kind of looked at not as a priority, but a little bit more of an importance at the school. Um, so we were able to train harder. We were able to uh, actually sit, watch, and recruit 
people with prior experience. Um, so we were able to make a legitimate team. Um, so I guess it's like, no pun intended, black and white with the two schools. So it really, it you know, wins and losses never bothered me. So I just wanted to play. Was volleyball something you just did because you were good at it? Or was it something you thought, like, at one point you were going to have, like, a future in it and that was going to be, like, your life? Oh, sorry, you cut out. Was that? Can, sorry. Me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, so I mean, I'm just wondering: was volleyball something like you you thought at one point that was going to be like your future, or was it always just something you did as for fun and to keep you know in shape? Um, it was more so for fun. Um, I I when I first started, I just wanted to play, see how I you know do at it, and then once I got a scholarship, I was like, okay, I know I can you know get an education from this. So let me just keep playing, get my education. Uh, and to me, it was just one way to just stay active and meet new people. Uh, my dad wanted me to keep going with it. And he, he legitimately thought I was going to be in the Olympics for it, but I'm, I'm five, seven. And even that's too short for the Olympic team. So I never really had, uh, the dream to be on a Olympic volleyball team but my dad did, which I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, um, I know there's a lot of debate about with young wrestlers that are breaking into the business about getting an education first before breaking into wrestling. And as somebody who did that, do you have any thoughts on that and the importance of it? Um, I think that is the number one important thing in wrestling um, because wrestling, especially as a female, you can only wrestle for so long. Men can, re- men has a longer uh, career than women. So to me, when I first started wrestling, my dad, he wasn't really, uh, excited about it, but he did say, if I finish school and got my degree, then he won't have a problem with me wrestling. So that was a deal that me and him kept with each other and fulfilled. Um, and to this day, I am thankful for that just because I know that when I am done with wrestling, at least I have something to fall back on. And that's a lot of things that uh, wrestlers tend to forget is that, you know, they, uh, in my opinion, a lot of them live in the moment. They live in the now, whether that, you know, they, they dream to become big and successful. But um, the reality of it is, is even if they were to do that, it's one in in a million shot they're going to be the next uh, The Rock or um, John Cena where they can constantly make a living um, from wrestling along with like sponsorships or ads or movies or this, that, and a third. So it's always good to have a backup. Uh, so I think getting an education and God forbid if something were to happen, uh, at least – at least I know that I got a degree in IT, so I know that I am able to do a job without having to injure my body or put my body through the ringer. Right, right. And that's a smart way to think about it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I've I mean, seen many horror stories, so. Yeah. I mean, plus, if you ever, if, hopefully this never happens, but if you ever got injured or something and you couldn't wrestle, then what, you know? Exactly, exactly. And wrestling, it's it's not, unless you get paid salary through it, it's not a guarantee. So me personally, I don't feel comfortable not knowing when my next uh, show is going to be and depend on that. Like, okay, I gotta, ha- I gotta have six shows out of the month to pay rent, to pay bills, da 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 da. It's like, 
I need something secure and with insurance, of course, just in case. Um, I just, I just like the comfort, just to be comfortable with it and uh, secure. Right. And that's just a smart way to look at things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> moving into wrestling a little bit, you started training while you were going to college and you faced a lot of really big people very early <laughs> on in your career. You faced names like Annie Social, um, Portia Perez, Daisy Hayes, Mischief, Sumi Sakai. Um, what was it like being in the ring with names like that so early on in your career? Was it overwhelming? It was very intimidating. I am forever grateful for the promotions that I worked for just because they did give me that opportunity along with the names that I have been in the ring with uh, just because I was able to really learn from them early on and to, to fix what issues I had. Uh, for an example, when I first wrestled Annie, Annie Social, she was the first one to tell me, hey, your kicks are, you know, they hurt. Maybe you should work on those. And it, I, I did not get offend, offended at all. I was very thankful and grateful for that advice because everybody you know nobody wants to be mean or nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings so it'll just be oh you know your kicks are okay and then I'll never learn so she's one of my good friends now as well so it was nice to know that she was looking out for me in the long run and not just trying to get through a match uh so I was able to really pick and learn and to be in the ring with vets that are very uh they are open to tell me exactly what I need to work on. Uh, Daisy Hayes, Sarah Del Rey, Mickey James, like all of them were able to give me something. And, and even to this day, after a match, I always like to ask, was everything okay? Is there anything you think I should work on or some, or whatever the case may be, because I want to constantly better myself and I want to make sure number one, not to hurt anybody. And number two, just, the little things, just even the littlest thing I, I can work and fix on, I want to do it. Um, so I was very blessed and lucky to be able to be in the ring with such uh, vets that I look up to um, and always been a fan of and to really learn from them. But it was it was definitely intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of some of the uh, your early days in wrestling, some of the first memories I have in you are some of those crazy TLC matches oh, that you Lord. did for CDW. Uh, can you speak <laughs> to that a little bit? Some memories of those and your feud with Greg Excellent. Uh, my feud with Greg Excellent is by far still to this day one of my favorite feuds, just because me and Greg when we first started having like. Uh, interactions and our first match was supposed to be a one-off and uh, just supposed to be like ha ha okay and then tossed <laughs> in the trash so but the story that we told we were able to continue it to a series um so it was nice for something to be told as a uh, hey you're gonna have this match have fun and then we'll see what we're gonna do next time too that was really great we got to keep this going and i definitely give all the credit to greg because he was so creative and open and he took care of me through all of our matches and he even gave me ideas and i trust him with my life i i tell anybody this he's someone that i can i've never done a, a 6 30 but i will do it on him because i know he will take care of me um he protected me he 
made sure I was okay. Um, and he made me look like a million dollars. I, I continue to say to this day, that was, that was a series that put me on the map and I give him all the credit. Um, so those are cherished memories. And even though there are hardcore matches and I'm not a fan of hardcore matches cause they hurt and they suck a lot. Um, I would do it all over again with Greg Excellent. I think you kind of have to have that kind of level with tries for somebody to go through those matches with them, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would never do that with somebody I don't trust. <laughs> Heck no. No way. <laughs> so, um, talking about earlier in your career, you got to tour Japan with the company Reina. What was that like to go over to Japan so early in your career and kind of embrace yourself with the culture and wrestle girls from Japan with the language barrier and everything? My gosh. Well, when I first started wrestling, I, of course I got into wrestling because I was a big fan of WWE, but because they were, they were hiring models at the time, I never really thought I had a chance there. So my second biggest goal was to go to Japan. So I was blessed to be able to go to Japan. I think I went seven or eight times at this point um and i've always loved the japanese style the joshi wrestling the culture the food everything so it was just a dream come true and to be able to pick up and learn the joshi style from legitimate joshis and i also was able to uh pick up things from being on the road with tajiri or being in the ring with takamichinoku uh so these big names i've been fans of like it was nice to really pick their brains and to finally be in the ring and to train with them and to get their feedback from stuff and just like the language barrier it was fine because i am all open with learning anything new so i wanted to learn japanese i wanted to understand it um along with the wrestling and the best part about Reina is that they also brought in girls from Mexico. So I was able to learn at the same time, Choshi wrestling and Lucha wrestling. Um, and then of course they wanted me to teach them American wrestling. So it was a nice little melting pot of just learning different styles of wrestling from all over the world and learning the cultures from the, the Mexico girls or the Japanese girls, and then they would learn the American ways from me. So it was, it was a really, really cool experience. And I, I felt like every time I went over to Japan, I got so much better just because I was able to really train, eat, sleep, train, wrestle. Right. Yeah. And that's how it should be. <laughs> and you got to wrestle my, my, uh, my Naomi Toyota. Yes, I did. And it was, a dream come true because she was one of the Joshi women that I've always looked up to when I first started wrestling and never in a million years did I ever think that I would actually be in the ring with her, let alone wrestle her. And the fact that as a person, she is super sweet. I was, I was already impressed because normally your idols or people you look up to is not what you think they will be. And she was, she was just amazing. Um, she was able to work with me through everything. She was open to my ideas. Um, and I, I don't know how old she is, but she still wrestles like she's 21. And it was it was quite scary. <laughs> yeah, I think she's retiring at the end of the year, unfortunately. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah I, think November, I think November is when she's retiring. Oh, I remember it, yeah. I got to see her a bunch at Jakara, and she. I, I kind of wish Shimmer, I wish she would have had a run in Shimmer. Yeah, but but yeah, she's freaking awesome. And uh, so, um, 
So I'm just curious, the first time you went to Japan, was there like any kind of like a culture shock? Did you have any problems getting around? I mean, um, not really, just because it, it seems very similar to, uh, so I'm half Korean and living with my mom. Um, it was, it, it was very similar with the, uh, etiquette and the culture and the food. Um, so it wasn't that much of a culture shock. There were some things that were new, but it wasn't that hard to learn. And as far as traveling around Japan, let me tell you, it is so much easier to travel by train in Japan than it is in New York. So if I can understand Japan and traveling on a train in a bus and not be scared, that that says something about New York. New York need to get their, get their together. I agree. <laughs> So the traveling, it was confusing at first, but I was it was easy to pick up on. Yeah. More than what I can say about <laughs> that awful state. <laughs> oh, goodness. New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll not be the official sponsor of the state of New York anytime soon. No. No. Let, side story. Let me tell you, on Sunday, I got stuck at JFK for 14 hours because of the delays. Oh, I saw in, that on in, Twitter. Yes. So that so even... That makes you, me hate me even more. What do you do for 14 hours to keep, like, not going insane? You sleep, and you people watch, and you just stay out of everybody's way because everyone is, especially at that time, like, all of us are getting canceled and delayed. Like, we're all just antsy. So it was like, I'm just going to try to sleep my pain away. What, was it, like, weather delays? or? It was... Apparently there was this big storm that came through and nobody could get out of JFK. Everything got diverted to like Boston or DC. And it was like, I don't know. I'm not a pilot, so I don't want to, you know, all their jobs. But to me, it was like, it looked like a Florida storm. Get your stuff together. Oh, goodness. Those Florida storms are something. They yeah, but then 20 minutes later, they're over, Casey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just have to sit under under a roof for 10 minutes and you'll be good. Exactly. It's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned a little bit about Shimmer a little while ago. Uh, what was it like debuting for Shimmer? I know you did a few sparkle matches and then you had a little tag team with Jamelia Kraft, who's now known as Jenny Rose, and then... You really got going with your singles run in Shimmer. You had a three-way with Athena and Jesse McKay, who are now known as Ember Moon and Billy Kay in WWE. And you got to face, who's now known as Asuka. You had some pretty impressive matches once you started your singles run in Shimmer. How has it been working for Shimmer? Um, well, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> hey! Uh, I will always be thankful for the opportunity that Prezak and Danger has given me. Um, from Sparkle till now, I really felt like I've grown a lot in the company, was able to learn from because uh, I was in Sparkle and had my first match with uh, with uh, Tomoka Nakagawa before I even went to Japan. So it was like just a just that taste of Joshi wrestling. So it was really nice to like look back and to say, you know, I took that road trip just to be on Sparkle. I missed, you know, several classes, which I made up, of course, uh, extra credit. Thank God for those. Um, (laughs) And to see all the people that I wrestled there and the success that all of them have, it 
one, it makes me feel very old, but two, it makes me feel very thankful from from actually starting from the bottom and working my way up rather than being given to me. So it's very uh, rewarding and it makes me appreciate wrestling a lot more. So Shimmer is, I consider, one of my homes. Uh, I still, to this day, thank Danger for her advice of smiling more because that was one of my biggest issues. And I think that saved my career at Shimmer. Um, so it, <sighs> I love Shimmer. I love Shimmer so much. I, I think it says a lot, too, that you were the first person that got to wrestle Kana and Shimmer. Mm-hmm. That was the scariest thing when uh, <laughs> they told me I was wrestling Kana because once again she was someone that like I watched her matches, I learned from her matches, I always dreamed of wrestling her, and then when they brought her in and said, "Hey, you're going to be wrestling her," it was like I am going to poop myself. But I am very honored and happy that I was able to get in the ring with with an idol of mine, and she was so sweet. <laughs> so so sweet um and it's just it's rewarding looking back at it all it's funny because basically from that match on you kind of became the uh joshi gatekeeper for shimmer (laughs) i mean you wrestle like anytime a new joshi comes in i feel like one of their first matches is always against you i loved it I want to wrestle wrestle more Joshis, but I mean, I think I, I honestly don't know why uh, I was a Joshi gatekeeper, but I'm more than happy to take on that role. <laughs> They're all awesome, and I learn different things from all the different Joshis, and it it's a it was really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Humbling. It was very humbling. Yeah, I remember one of my first Shimmer tapings, um, you teamed up with Jamila Craft, and just to see how far you've come in Shimmer since then is just amazing. Like, your matches against Hikaru Shida are amazing. The match against Madison Eagles was incredible. You've come so far in Shimmer, and it's just awesome to see. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Mia, speaking of uh, some of your experiences working in different promotions, you've done a lot of work with AIW, at Battle of the Sexes, at Girls' Night Out, um, feuds with the likes of Eddie Kingston, at Battle of the Sexes, of course, Allison Kay, who you may now know as Sienna and Impact. Uh, any memories of working with AIW? I, like, AIW, well, the, the, the fondest memory I have at AIW is that cold-ass building that I had to wrestle in a jacket. Turner's Hall. You wrestled Jasmine. I mean, God. That was, oh, I I mean, not that it made the story a a lot better, but I mean, man. That was the Uh, same taping you wrestled Athena and had like a five-star match with her, too. Which was insane because her flight came in late because of the snowstorm. So we legit had like she came in, we had ten minutes together, and then we had to go out. And I, she, she's someone that we can just gel and work with each other. Like we wrestle each other every day. So I mean, I had a re- that was a really really fun match with Athena. Love wrestling new people. So wrestling Jasmine for the first time was awesome. Just to see how far she can go, how far I could push her, and how far she could push me. Um, and you know. Bumping on a cold mat is uh, painful. But, I mean, AIW also started the Frenemy World Tour with AK, where I broke her 
broke her nose. Uh, I think that feud kind of made both your careers, to be honest. I, I think, think so. That was like, it was the best thing that ever happened to both of you. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a Tell blessing. Tell Allison that. <laughs> the best yeah. thing that ever happened was her nose being broken. I think, no, honestly, I think she'll agree, though. Oh, but man. I felt I'm kind of so curious. Bad. Yeah, when, when, when that happened and you were still doing the match, what are you thinking in your head? Um, well, after it happened, I legit pinned her. I was like, okay, let's, let's just end this. And I will remember this until the day I die. She legit kicks out and she looks at me. No, we're continuing this. I was like, oh my God, she's going to kill me for real. So, I mean, bless her heart. She is one of the strongest people I know to be able to not be phased by a broken nose, but to continue to finish off that match. Um, she... And after that match, this was the first time we ever wrestled each other. Uh, I don't know if we met each other before then. I'm not quite sure, but it definitely developed into a frenemy type of thing with us. Uh, But, yeah, I I agree. I think that match really set the tone for what we were able to pursue from, you know, what we call the frenemy world tour from Ohio to China to TV. So it's really cool to see, uh, unfortunately how it all started, but I mean, it worked out, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I still remember the steel cage match. That was incredible. I mean, just the the visual of, um, you know, I forget. I I can't remember. The the, the submission on the top when you're like lean, I think what Allison was leaning over the edge, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was just like the coolest visual. I mean, I remember AW had a bunch of guys around ringside because they thought you, one of you, were gonna fall off or you know kill yourself or something. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought we were gonna die, but thankfully it worked out. Well, it worked out for her. So <laughs> yeah, that that was that was scary. But we keep pushing it, and we continue to keep pushing it. Yeah. I mean, the, the craziest thing about that whole feud to me was that match on the first match wasn't even supposed to happen. It's just you, uh, I believe, had the fill in for Cherry Bomb who wasn't there. So that match was just kind of a happenstance. And then from that, like I said, it kind of helped boost both your careers. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of crazy how, you know, with wrestling, just stuff just happens. And it's almost it, it, it almost looks like it was planned, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. But um, also in AIW, I just want to get over this match. Um, at Battle of Sexes Two, you and Eddie had a little bit of a match. <laughs> just and you kicked the crap out of each other. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that whole show was like couples therapy. I felt like because a lot of the matches, you know, had significant others wrestling each other. So I'm like. Oh yeah, that, that that had to be the most fun to put together. Because I mean, oh, if anybody, yeah. if you're gonna make, you know, if two people are gonna make each other look good, it's you know gonna be you know two people that really know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was nice to see what story we could tell, and like I've never wrestled Eddie either, so on a professional standpoint, I was able to learn from him. But on a personal standpoint, it was nice to finally be able to wrestle somebody that I never thought I would, uh, just because he doesn't. He told me he doesn't really want to wrestle women anymore, which is understandable. So he kind of did this just as a favor for me. So it was it was really nice to be able to be in the ring with him and to wrestle him, learn from him, and to really pick up on his mindset, his psychology of a match. 
And he's always been one of the best, in my opinion, on the mic and psychology in the ring. Um, so I was blessed to really learn that from him actually in a match rather than just sitting at home and just talking about it. Right, right. And uh, since we're talking about intergender wrestling, what are your thoughts on it? Do you like doing it? Are you a proponent of it? I love intergender wrestling as long as there's a story behind it. I know there was a period, I don't know much about it now, but there was a period where girls were wrestling guys just for the sake of it, just so the girls can get all their spots in and the guys can base for them. Um, And that I don't really care for because it's like, why am I going to invest in this just so the girls can show off or whatever? Um, but I feel like now there's so much story being told in a lot of the intergender wrestling. Um, it's, you know, anything from Joey Ryan to uh, I'm trying to think who else, like me and Greg Excellent. Um, it's just there's so many stories to tell, and it's it makes me happy to be a fan watching it and as a wrestler to learn from it as well so i am very much for intergender wrestling as long as there's a story being told right you talked about uh wrestling joey ryan at wrestle circus how was that it was the easiest most fun match i have ever had he is awesome Oily, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, you and Leva had a tag match against Candice and Joey at Queens of Combat one time. That was an amazing match. That was so much fun. Yes, we got to be frozen. It was finally my pick to pick cosplay. <laughs> Poor Olaf. <laughs> oh, I know. Man, we got Olaf. The uh, It was a caramel apple, but it was like created as Olaf from uh, downtown Disney. Got a lot of got a lot of Joey on Olaf, that's for sure. But it was so much fun. Both I uh, I still have nightmares about that. Actually, I was there for that. <laughs> it was so nasty, but hey, at least I didn't have to eat the apple, so I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Speaking of Joey Ryan, uh, Candice obviously was his tag partner, and you've wrestled Candice a bunch. Um, I'm like a huge fan of Candice, so I'm just curious like what your thoughts about her are i am a huge fan of candace as well she is well okay she's older than me but she is the cutest person that i have ever met um (laughs) i just want to stick her in my pocket and anytime i'm having a bad day i just want to bring her out and just be like hug me candace um and like wrestling her is so much fun because she's so she used to do a lot of intergender wrestling as well. So she's used to doing all the high flying and me being a bigger compared to her, I'm able to base for all of her stuff. So it's like, let's see what we could do to push the limit this time. And we try to push the limit every time we wrestle. So it's so much fun just seeing what we can do with each other and what more we can do. Uh, so just like her ideas, her creativity, her just her move set, everything is so easy to work with and just it challenges me on what I can do and it, it also allows me to see what I can do with someone smaller and someone more agile than I am. Uh, so I love Candace two pieces and I hope one day I can have some of her baked goods. Oh yeah, she made she, uh, at AW she'd bring cupcakes and stuff and they were the best. Yeah, she's. I, was, I remember I was going to 
buy like a cupcake that she made and she sold out on them. I was so upset. It's like <laughs> I missed out on a piece of life. <laughs> I, I feel like, well, if you're both in Orlando now, I feel like you should just like go over to her house and like, hey, make me some cupcakes. I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> show up. Just don't even tell her ahead of time that you're coming over and just show up at her house and yeah. be like, hey, you got any cupcakes? Yeah, exactly. The thing is that she loves animals, so it's like, hey, I'll bring my dog. Can you make me cupcakes? You can play with my dog. There you go. That's perfect, yeah. <laughs> that is a great idea. Um, go ahead, Dave. Okay. I, I just want to transition to news because we were speaking about Queens of Combat match. I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and is near and dear to you, and that is your on and off tag partner, Leva Bates. Leva. I love Leva. I'm I'm just curious. When did you guys actually first meet? Um, Okay, so my memory is really bad. Uh, Leva will probably know more than I do. Uh, The the farthest back I can remember is meeting her at Shimmer, and it was – when she was still tagging with Danger, I think. I don't remember. But I know it was at Shimmer, and it was like a quick high and buy. We never really had a full conversation. Um, so, I don't, yeah, it was definitely at Shimmer. Um, but we met there, and it was a quick high and buy. I always thought she was cool, but um, we're so opposite from each other that, like... Okay, I love Leva, so she'll understand. This is all just out of love. I thought she was like a like a geek nerd, which there's nothing wrong with it. But it was like, okay, she's cosplaying as this. I don't know what this is, so I don't know what to talk to her about. And she like brought comic books and stuff, and it's like I don't I don't understand anything. Um, so I kind of kept, you know, I, I was we were nice to each other, but. Um, yeah, there was nothing that I could feel like we had a common ground. And then uh, when I moved to Florida, that's when our friendship started to blossom. And she started to educate me on on her life as far as the comic books and the geekiness and all that stuff. And I was able to help her with my life or help, help her with what goes on in my life, such as, you know, fitness tips or just like – just going out to the movies and just her explaining what this means or taking her to one of my movies and explaining her what this means. Um, so we really got to get close once I moved to Florida. Um, and opposites attract and we just meshed. It was awesome. She's yeah, my best friends to this day. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like you as a tag team, I, you complement each other so well because she's got more creativity than I think I've ever met anybody I mean, she thinks those are the craziest stuff, and I mean, she and she. So she's got like all this charisma and this personality, and this creativity, and you got this tremendous ability and technical know-how and fitness and all this stuff. So I just think, you know, you guys mesh so well as a tag team. It's almost like a perfect fit. I I agree because my biggest and to this day I will still say this I am horrible on the mic uh, my character still needs a lot to work on but she is just full of that creativity and charisma where I I'm able to really ask her if I'm thinking of an idea I would ask her ahead of time because she would know more or be able to branch out from just one little idea and make it into a bunch of ideas. Um, and if I need help with the promo, she's always there to help me with – because she also went to school for acting or something. So, like, she's always there to help me with, you know, uh, 
delivery, with facials, with everything. Um, and of course, with just little things in the ring that fits a character. Uh, so I am able to really learn in the ring from her with that. And it's also just nice to see, you know, I'm so tunnel vision and my own thing with fitness and Disney and uh, dogs um, and computers where she branches out and, you know, everything from the comic book stuff to um, acting to uh, everything. And it's nice to know that, for an example, if there's, if somebody tweets me something from a movie, I never, I'm, you know, 89% of the time I won't get. So I would just send it to leave them and ask her for an explanation. So she's kind of my translator too. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's nice to have in a tag match. It's nice to have, you know, Leva, the character, and me, the worker. I've always been a worker. So we are able to learn from each other from, you know, she, you know I, could, I can definitely give her ideas on moves and she can give me ideas on character. So yeah. I think we, we fit very well together. I and she, in real life, too. She helps me a lot in real life just with personal stuff. Yeah. You two mesh very well with each other in the ring and outside. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And uh, since we're talking about Leva, you two won the Shine Tag Team Championships together in the tournament. Uh, what was that like, you know, having tag team champions with your best friend? It was so much fun just because, like, we were able to just be ourselves and we weren't <laughs> so, like, when we put a match together, we don't argue we don't you know try to trump one another or anything it's just we're just trying to have fun so that whole thing was just it was just us playing around and having fun let's see let's see what we could cosplay next let's see what characters we could do let's see what kind of moves we can do let's just have some fun granted you know leva would be high on sweet tarts and sometimes we would talk a million miles an hour and have ridiculous ideas where i have to tone her down a bit um and, you know, we always have this joke where she's always the nice one and I'm more of the blunt one. Uh, so I'm quick to kind of set things straight whenever she kind of just rambles on. Or even, you know, when somebody thinks that they could just take advantage of us, I'm always the one to kind of set everything in place. Uh, but to be an actual – I always tell people I am a glorified jobber. I don't think of myself as a champion. I think I still have a lot to learn. But to be an actual champion with my best friend was an experience that I like it I can't even describe it it was just a blast such a blast yeah and the matches you had together as a tag team and shine and even at queens of combat they were so much fun like you always <laughs> like go right outside the box and just like it doesn't feel like you're watching a wrestling match it's just like enjoyable exactly not that, not that wrestling isn't enjoyable but you try to make it different, and that's what mm -hmm. I like about it. Yeah, for sure. If, if we're not having fun, everybody else is going to notice it. So it's just, you know what? If we're going to have fun, let's involve the crowd. Let's involve everybody. Let's all just have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you had a recent match, actually, with Leva against the Sea Stars for Queens of Combat. That match was <laughs> hilarious. I love that match. Oh, that was probably one of the most fun matches with her. You straight up smacked a girl with a bag of Swedish fish. <laughs> well, the Sea Stars can handle it. They 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 have so much potential. I love those girls. They are awesome, and I want to wrestle them again. But it was like, I don't know who, but somebody mailed Leva like 10 boxes of like 10-pound 
things of Swedish fish. So we didn't know what to do with those. We're like, oh, we're wrestling sea stars. We got Swedish fish. Let's do something with that. And I was like, well, you know what? Let's just let's just go out there, have fun, see what we could do with this candy and, you know, these mermaid ladies and uh, see what, what magic we can make. Yeah, I also love the spot where the fishing line, where they had leaving like a invisible <laughs> fishing line, and you just come with like you use your fingers or scissors and just snip it. Oh man, when when I was because I've never I've heard of the sea stars, but I've never seen them really work, and I know they're really big in Chikara, so it was like, okay, what kind of stuff? What kind of stuff do they do? And then when Ashley told me about the fishing line, I was like, oh, I got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> It was so creative. I loved it. <laughs> oh, thanks. It was so much fun. I love, love about that. the Lucha Sister matches. You kind of just get lost in the moment and kind of forget your life's problems and just, you know, <laughs> get into the characters. It's fun. That's yeah. what I love about it. Exactly. It's going to be fun for everybody. And that match, you got to uh, wrestle as Eddie, right? You were Eddie. Kingston. Yep, I was Eddie and Lever was Homicide. It was awesome. We got to wrestle in basketball. Oh, it was so great. Because even <laughs> Lever was like, I don't know what we're going to be for Queens of Combat. I was like, hey, can, what about what about Eddie and Homicide? We could just wrestle in their shirts and basketball shorts. And then we could be ghetto. <laughs> She's like, but I'm white. I was like, it's okay. Follow my lead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. so speaking of shine championship gold you actually became the first woman to ever hold the shine tag team championships and the shine women's championship and you won it in japan in 2014 excuse me in china not in japan how was that experience it was crazy i've never been to china before that trip and the crowd is so hot the just they appreciate the little things so it was really nice to adventure into a new area that I've never been to, learn the different culture, and to present something that I don't even know other than WWE. They've never really seen wrestling, especially live. So it was really cool to just kind of be the first to do with that group, not just, you know, me, with that group alone, to be the first to really adventure into China and to give them something um, new, uh, something live. So it was it was an awesome experience. Um, I like China, but one trip was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I heard like like outside when you guys weren't wrestling. Like, was there like it was like it's hard to get internet or something? I remember hearing about like yeah, uh, the Wi-Fi. Like, there's so many restrictions on the internet that you can't unless you get uh, I forgot what it's called, but you need this special server to go to like Twitter and stuff and that was yeah, they a, have a lot of stuff blocked off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So probably get like a VPN or something or a proxy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a VPN. And then like the internet, um, the food was great, uh, but a lot of it my stomach wasn't used to. And then um, the biggest thing for me was just uh, the air was was it very thick and I got sick when I got home. Like just come, just, just the environment wasn't really that clean. Um, so, I mean, it was a great experience. One time, one time for me. <laughs> You're good though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as Shine in general, do you have, like, any... I mean, obviously winning the titles has got to be standing out. Do you have any other, like, personal memories that, like, you, you look back on with, like, you know, fondness? 
um, teaming teaming with Leva, wrestling Mercedes. You know, most of my matches there was fun. Being the shine, you know, just I had a lot of accomplishments. When let me just say, when Lexi was there, it was great. Uh, and then I quit. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm trying to be good. Yeah. Lord Jesus, help me. I'm trying to be good. <laughs> so on a positive note uh, one of the things I love about you is how impactful your finisher because we don't see any other women bust out a package pile driver so uh, can you tell us how using that move kind of came about um, well before I was using the Sky Yim which is a corkscrew moonsault and then I hurt my knee on it so I switched to the 450 splash and then after a while, it was like, okay, my body can't keep doing 450 splashes every match that I win. Um, so I need a secondary finisher, something that is easy on both of us, but looks impactful. And uh, so I was just trying to think, of course, you know, Leva helped me with this too. And um, I finally learned the package pile driver and it was just doing it. It looked like... I know Leva helped me with it, and my friend Blake in Baltimore helped me with it too, uh, just coming up with a finish that I'm able to give mostly everybody that's a lot less impactful on my body doing a high-risk move, um, but still looks deadly and uh, like a legitimate finisher. So um, it was just kind of one of those things like, let me just see if I can have a backup finisher, and then this actually kind of became the pro- the the primary finisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no other women I think have ever done a package file driver. So you have to be the first. I, I doubt I'm the first. I know. I oh, think. At least I in the U S maybe did it or something or, or it's, I want to say Acha Kong used to do it. Yeah. But you were probably the first in the U S to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, credit goes to uh, Kevin Steen. Well, see, I, he doesn't I, use it anymore, so now it's yours. No, no, it'll always be his. I, like I res- I respect him so much that like I, that's always going to be his. It's always going to be his. I don't want to take. I don't want to take that from him. So, <laughs> so um, another big accomplishment in my eyes that you did was wrestling Charlotte at NXT. How was that experience? I know it wasn't a long match, but I thought it was really exciting. I was. Super thrilled to see you on TV. Thank you. I, to this day, Charlotte, it is nice to know that Charlotte, back then, she was so sweet and humble and was open to letting me do something. And even talking to her now, she's still that same way. She is still that sweet person I remember. And it's nice to know that the the road or the the fame and everything didn't change her. Um, she is someone I consider like I can, I can hit her up and ask her for advice if I wanted to. Like she is always there and she's helpful. Um, when, when we had that match, she was the first to be like, okay, I know you do a lot of kicks. I want you to do some kicks on me. At least, at least I want you to get something in. And that, that, my mouth fell to the floor because I was, I was on her turf. I was, I was the greenie and I was following her lead. So when she was able to really tell me, Hey, let's do something that you want to do. It was like, Oh my gosh, like you didn't have to, but you did. And for that, she is an amazing person and an amazing wrestler. And I am just 
happy to have that experience with her. And hopefully, you know, in the future, I would love to have an actual match with her um, because I feel like I can learn a lot from her as well. And it would just be nice to check that off my bucket list as well, just just to have more than a 30 second match. But I mean, as a person and as a wrestler, she is amazing. So this isn't on our list, but I just thought of this. Um, well, speaking of this bucket list, just out of curiosity, who else is on this bucket list? Uh, Aja Kong as like number one. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she's one. Um, it changes all the time because like I, so like Khan was on in, then I, you know I wrestled her, Sarah Del Rey. Um, dang, who's on? Like I think right now I really want to wrestle Keith Lee. He's very scary from the gifts that I've seen, but I still want to wrestle him. Um, who else? <sighs> yeah, it's you know how whenever someone's like asking you a question, you completely forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, happens. if you think of names later, feel free to add them in. Aja Kong oh, would dude. be amazing. Though. Oh, yeah. Aja Kong has been my number one for a while, and uh, I've always been a fan of hers. Like, she is she's like a superhero to me so it was like just meeting her at shimmer i was starstruck and um yep she's someone that i really would love to uh, get beat up by yeah i mean she was like sarah del rey's dream opponent too so you got that in common with sarah del rey yeah uh, yeah it's a it's a shame you weren't like you know in wrestling like ten years earlier you could have wrestled maybe like a bull Nakano or something. I know. Oh, that would have been so much fun. I also would have been older too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Japan, while you haven't wrestled in Stardom at Japan. You got to wrestle a few of the Stardom shows when they were in the U.S. and you faced Io Shirai. How was that experience working with that company? Stardom is awesome. Um, in California, like all the girls were very sweet. The owner took care of us. It was a great experience. Um, I am lucky to say that I was able to wrestle Kiri Hojo and Melina got to team with Hudson Envy. Uh, got to have a one-on-one with Io Shirai, which was one of my favorite matches. She's someone I I was watching her when she was part of the Shirai sisters. So it was like, oh my god, I get to wrestle one of the Shirai sisters. This is great. And we had an awesome match. It was so much fun. Um, so, so the experience with Stardom was great. And I know they wanted me for a couple tours, but so I have, uh, trying to be vague, I have a full-time job at home um so the they want me to come down for like between a month to three months and i'm just the reason why i haven't been to japan for stardom is because of my full-time job so that's why for everyone that keeps asking um but stardom was great every the experience was awesome like just meeting the girls and all of them being super sweet um hanging out with cheerleader melissa was fun like just just that whole weekend that stardom weekend in california was amazing yeah and then um we know that you wrestled at knockouts knockdown and then afterwards you got signed full-time to tna and you got put in a little team with marty bell known as the dollhouse um (laughs) how did that come to fruition the dollhouse and what are your thoughts on how you debuted with marty in tna 
Well, it took me three knockout knockdowns to officially get signed, which is fine. Like, I was learning everything from the jump, so it was great. And everybody was super nice and was telling me straight off the bat what I need to work on and what I did good. Um, so when I finally got signed, it was awesome because when me and Marty did the knockout knockdown together, and then um, the third one, I don't think she was there for the third one, so I called her um, afterwards, and I was asking, like, why weren't you there? Like, you, you did awesome with Spud last year. Like, what's going on? And then, like, at the same time, she was like, well, I'm at, they, they offered me a contract, and that's when they offered me a contract, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. They offered us a contract at the same time. You think we're going to be teamed up together? So we got really, really excited. And then when it actually happened, it was, like, the greatest thing ever because nothing beats being in a new place. You don't really know anybody. You don't really, you know, you're you're the new kid on the block, but you're there with your best friend. And Marty is my real-life best friend. She's always there for me. And it was just awesome to just have somebody there that even though it's such an intimidating place at least we have each other to talk or to you know just to be with um so it was really really awesome being able to team with her and to be with with somebody like Taryn Terrell that we were able to continue to learn tv style because that's something that I was I was able to learn Joshi style uh lucha style the only thing I needed to work on was TV style. So it was nice to like sit with her and to really understand, you know, with Taryn, um, Gail, Madison, to sit down with them and to really understand how TV works, how, you know, everything from work at the camera is more important and character. And so it was really, that experience was just a whole new chapter for us. And um, the whole dollhouse gimmick was Christy Hemi's idea. And, it was uh, – when she was explaining it, I was very nervous because uh, anybody that knows me in real life, even in wrestling, I'm a big tomboy. And I could take sexy pictures, but I don't know how to walk sexy. I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to – I don't know how to wear a skirt and be elegant. I don't know what that means. So it was like when she was explaining it to us, I was very nervous. But I know that like Marty picked up on it real quick. She was able to just dive into that character. Taryn was really easy to follow. So I was happy to be in a group where even though I was the uncomfortable ones, I was able to be with two people that were comfortable in their own skin that allowed that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Granted, I still think I was awkward and you could tell that I was awkward, but I was just happy to be with my best friend and to with a TV vet. Um, so as far as a dollhouse thing, it was really fun. Um, I think it was the most fun laid back chill with Kong just because we were able to kind of wall out a little bit. Um, but I think when we all broke when we broke up and then when we started the feud with Marty and I was able to be my own character and to do my own thing and to do, do the stuff that I'm character with, you know, walk the way I want to walk and have the, the personality that is truly me rather than try to mask it with being a doll in a playhouse. Like I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a Barbie type. Um, so it's nice to learn that, have that year to learn something different to be challenged as a character to be challenged to do certain things and then branching out to be able to do my own thing yeah i definitely think once the dollhouse ended and you had your singles run you really came into your own and 
those matches you had were awesome. Like, I was actually watching oh, TNA every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, after you did break off from the dollhouse and did venture to be a single star at Impact, you won the TNA Knockouts Championship. I'm sure that had to be a big highlight for you. It was definitely something I never thought was ever going to happen for me. Uh, like I said, I always think of myself as a glorified jobber. So when I when they decided to put the belt on me, I thought they were just joking and was just ribbing me. And I, I didn't believe it until like walking out and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be a champion. And like the, the best thing from that being a knockouts champion was to see how proud my family was just because like they always supported me in wrestling, but they thought it was just a phase and I would grow, you know, grow out of it and then go about my real life. But it was so cool to see like my dad tweeting or not tweeting. He doesn't know what a Twitter is like (laughs) (laughs) to see my dad, like bragging on Facebook about it to see my mom who's, from Korea who doesn't know anything about wrestling but to be talking about how her daughter has this belt like and even my sister to to be talking about it it's the that was the proudest moment for me was to see that my family supported me and was proud of me and was bragging about me um wanted to take pictures with my belt like my dad coming to Slammiversary when I lost it but like to see him smiling and meeting Earl Hebner and Gail Kim who's I think he He's her like her favorite. I'm second. She Gail Kim's number one favorite for him. <laughs> to see him like come in the backstage, take pictures with everybody, excited to meet everybody. And he, my dad is very. Uh, if you guys watch Scandal, he's very Papa Pope. Uh, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say well, like that. He talks Pope. like him. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. He's very he's Papa Pope and Denzel Washington. So oh, he's very your like, like the greatest man ever. He is, but he is scary. He he's so driven. Like he works he worked for the government. Um, so he just had that you know five year plan. Make sure you have a, a, a retirement. Da, 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 da. You know you always got to do this. You always got to do that. Like he was he was the one where we had a we couldn't say yes or no. It was yes sir, yes sir. So it was nice to see him coming in the backstage and, and it seems like he's a kid again, just taking pictures with, with my coworkers and just excited to talk to them about wrestling with, you know, no lectures, no lectures about wrestling. He's just excited. It was just my family support was everything I could ever ask for from, from my career in TNA. So it was, that was, that was, that would always hold dear in my heart. Uh-huh. I think the one thing with TNA too is I think your promos got really good with TNA. Like, I, oh yeah, I feel sure. like they, 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 that definitely elevated your promo game a lot. Man, I still suck at promos. <laughs> um, I know, like Pat Pat Kenny, he was the agent for the girls, and I love Pat. Like, uh, like he was my TNA dad, um, and he would tell me legit, like straight off the bat, like what I did wrong, what I need to work on, what I did good, and I always look for his approval. He was legit my TNA dad, so he would help me so much with promos. Like, 
even <laughs> whenever they would tell me I have a promo, I get so nervous and I, I, I pace a lot. So he would legit walk up to me and stop me and tell me, why are you nervous? It's just a promo. Don't worry about it. It's just a promo. If you, if you mess up, it's just another day. You'll be fine. So like he helped me with promos so much and he made me feel so comfortable, especially when I was able to branch out and be on my own. He was always there to support me and to help me get better. Um, and like whenever I did good and just to, when, when he hugs me, it's like a rarity, but he, I know I did good when he hugs me, but I mean, he helped me with my promos. And even I remember after the dollhouse and when I first had my promo as a singles and, uh, I can't, you know, this is how I talk. This is how I, this is, this is me. Um, so when they wanted me to say something, I said it my way. And then I come in the back and Pat was like, yeah, so um, you're really street. I was like, well, I'm sorry, Pat, but that's that's how I speak. I mean, I'm not from the streets or anything. I'm not ghetto, but that's that's how I speak. And he's like, well, I think we could start working on characters from that. And that was good. We could, we could work on it. We could work on it. So, I mean, I think I give all the credit to pat for helping me with my promos just because he would legit tell me what's what what i did good what i did bad and he he was he was awesome he will forever be in my mind as you know character first he he he's the one that got me to stop doing dumb stuff watson's <laughs> pissed watson's watson always pissed okay but yeah watson that's what i was gonna say watson's always pissed <laughs> i love so- it though you spoke a moment ago about Gail Kim. Uh, I know your first year with the Dollhouse, you worked a lot against Gail, and then the next year you worked a lot with Gail. Can you speak a little bit about what Gail means to you? It seemed like she was kind of mentoring you at times. What are your thoughts on her? Gail, to this day, she is definitely my mentor. She is my big sister. She is somebody that, you know, I was intimidated at first meeting her because she's Gail Kim. She, as a kid, she was the Korean wrestler on WWE, the only Korean wrestler on WWE. So she proved to me that I could make it even though I'm not, um, not to be racist or anything, but even though I'm not a white blonde model. Um, so she proved that I can make it. Um, so, so I always looked up to her and when I finally met her and got to like, I met her at AIW when she was, uh, refing and she was super sweet then. And then when I finally got to work with her at TNA, what <laughs> always stuck out to me is somebody like her, who's been a vet for years and who has every right to say, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like bumping today. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep it easy. She legit told me, I want you to treat me like you do in the Indies. I want you to go hard and challenge me and do, do your thing. I want you to do your thing. Don't lighten up on me. And that I respect her so much for that. Um, and then after a while, you know, talking to her, anything I was uncomfortable with talking to the office or something, I would talk to her because she was pretty much one of the go-to girls at TNA. Um, so I felt most comfortable talking with her about any issues that I had problems with or just, you know, needing help with anything, uh, both personal and professional. And I really got to know her as a person and a, and a wrestler. And to this day, she is still my mentor. I still ask her a ton of questions with any, anything that I, I don't know anything about. Um, and just for her opinion on things. And she legit is 
like my older sister, um, it's just really cool to see somebody when I was a kid watching on TV and to say that, hey, that girl that I watched as a kid, she's my friend. My dad likes her. Like, she, my mom FaceTimed with her. Like, it was, she is definitely a mentor and a big sister, and she is everything that an ideal vet should be. I mean, TNA, when you were with TNA, like, they had, their knockout roster got really good. I mean, you had Gail Kim, you had yourself, you had Marty Bell, you had Allie, you had Sienna, you had Madison Rain, and then you had Rosemary. So, I mean, that was, like, a top-notch roster to work with. You couldn't really go wrong no matter who you work with. Oh, exactly. It was at that point, like, I remember we were all just in the locker room. We we're all just talking like, man, it's so nice to just no drama. We all can work comfortably together. Like we could push each other. It was it was a real chill, awesome time. Yeah, it seemed like it. So mm-hmm. much. Was a good- <laughs> so uh, one of the big things that happened in TNA slash Impact Wrestling with you was red versus blue. You <laughs> against Rosemary, you competed in pretty much every match, right? Uh, Six Sides of Steel, Monsters Ball. Made a bit of impact, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. And uh, last knockout standing match, can you talk a little bit about that feud and those amazing matches you had together? Well, I've never wrestled rosemary before i've always wanted to she was courtney rush before so like meeting her at shimmer i was like oh my god i really want to wrestle this girl i really want to wrestle this girl and then it just never happened so the first time we actually got to wrestle was at tna so it was really cool to just have that dynamic of demon underdog versus demon or vice versa whatever but like once again she's also somebody that's really creative that has so much charisma that she doesn't have to do anything she just has to spit miss on me and then that's it so it's like it was so much fun just being able to just do our thing and knowing each other from the indies it was like okay i know that i don't have to you know i don't have to be soft with her i don't have to like you know make sure that i'm you know wrestling a tv star like we known each other from the indies. We know what we can do, and we're going to do it. And it was just awesome to to hear her ideas, to sit sit in and listen to how she, you know, rehearses promos or how she put on her her mask or whatever. So it was like she is just on another level with characters, and it was just so much fun to just see. Okay, we've done uh, we've done a cage match. What next? A monster's ball? All right, let's do it. What next? Last knockout standings? All right, let's do it. So it was it was so much fun being with her, and she was another one that is that helped me with my promos, that gave me ideas, that even even to this day, like she still helps me with, with everything. So like it was a real fun experience, and it was nice to set the bar on TV. And I know Gail and Kong did something on, you know, was a, was a main event for TNA. So it was like, Oh my God, we're going to be main event for TNA. When, when people like Kong and Gail did it, like that is crazy. So it was, it was a real fun feud. Yeah. You could definitely tell you two were having fun with each other. And those matches were (laughs) so, so good. I remember watching all of them and just being blown away again and again. And you guys kept, 
outdoing yourselves with every match, and it was just really fun and exciting to watch. Oh my gosh, yeah, and not even the matches, but the promos. I honestly think those were the best promos of your career thus far. Like, I loved them. Like, the whole thing from finish to end was great. I agree. I know the promos, like, she helped me with the promos on what to say on my end, and even, like... Billy also helped with the creativity on, in, like, making promos look like freaking mini-movies. It was awesome. So, like, you had Billy there. You had Lagana there. You had you had Rosemary there. Like, so I had all these resources to help my character, to help my promo. And the fact that all of them were, like, legit down-to-earth people in real life. They're all super cool. Like, Lagana, I still text on a regular basis. Rosemary just moved to Orlando. And, like, Billy is out doing his thing. But he was somebody that, like really pushed me but it also got to challenge me and I was comfortable with all of them so to see what they had in mind it was so easy to just give them what they wanted because I was comfortable with them and I was talking to Rosemary or even Maria and they both like looking at them in you know in in the back they tell me just look me in the eyes I got you like you're you're comfortable with me I'm comfortable with you just so when I was able to look at them we were just in our own bubble and I was just being comfortable changes everything. Um, little side story. When I was a kid, I get state, well, still to this day, I get stage fright and I freeze up. Uh, so it's very hard for me to talk to the crowd or um, talk to a camera. But when I'm talking to somebody, especially somebody I'm comfortable with, it's a lot easier for me. And those practices is allowing me to really, get more comfortable with talking in front of a camera and talking in front of a crowd. So I, I definitely think Maria and Rosemary helped me a lot with getting to be that comfortable, to be able to talk. Um, so it was, it was really cool to see just how that changes everything. Yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of people give Maria flag and I'm one of them sometimes because she's not the best in the ring, but Maria is really good at promo work, and I know a lot of people have said she's helped them a lot with their promos. Oh, yeah. I know when we did our feud or our thing together, she would always – I would always rehearse my lines with her, and she would help me with everything, and it just made me so comfortable. And she (laughs) – even as a person, like, she – she wanted to participate in my put the nail in a campaign. So it was like, she has a heart. She's a good person and she's always willing to help. So it's like, she overall just helped me with everything and just made me comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw like, it's amazing. Like I can't like with Rosemary, like I can't even imagine her as Courtney Rush anymore. Like it's such a transformation of character for her. Like it's just unreal how like amazing charismatic she is with that character now. Mm -hmm. I was, I know like sitting with her, she puts so much thought process in. It's not just with one thing. She wants everything to make sense. So it's really cool to just sit and chat with her to see where her mind is at, because it's something like, okay, what I'm doing now, it's going to make sense in a year. So she really dedicates her character and her time with making sure everything makes sense, not just for not just for, you know, one one feud, but to make make it make sense for multiple feuds or a year from now. She she really wants that longevity in a story. So I respect her a lot for just like how she really her thought process and everything. Yeah, I think you have to have like a really good thought process to play a character like that. 
Because it's not absolutely there's so many layers to it. Yeah. Not only that, but you've got to be devoted to being that character pretty much 24-7. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. A character like that, you've got to keep up on social media all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I will say she is still savage with some of these people on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So- I, I think the defining moment for, with your food uh, feud with her, the thing that sticks out, like the first memory I have of you two wrestling, though, is um, you diving off the cage. <laughs> that was all her idea and i was terrified let me tell you guys i am scared of heights it may not look like it but i am scared of heights so when i got up on that cage i was like lord jesus take the wheel i don't know how i'm gonna do this but when i looked down and not only that i looked down and i saw gail kim standing my corner and then i i made eye contact with rosemary and i knew she got me so like i knew rosemary wouldn't suggest something if if i was gonna get hurt um she's looking out for both of us so i give her all the credit for that because i think i think uh it hurt her more (laughs) than it hurt me but um yeah that was that was a memorable moment for sure not only that but the monsters ball that you two had was intense (laughs) that was that was one of those things like let's do something different and of course (laughs) my dumb self hey i trained at ccw (laughs) what's gonna make them proud let's see what they do i was like thumbtacks let's do it oh we got a board of barbed wire wire? let's do it (laughs) but i mean rosemary she's she is fearless yes that that's the perfect word she's fearless and she'll take whatever so bless her heart (laughs) she is fearless definitely (laughs) Uh, you had amazing matches in tna but uh recently at wsu you competed in a war games match how was that like (laughs) um well i don't know what i was it was Leva's idea, and once again, I don't know. I just had to wear a suit, and it was. I still have your something against. Hey, wear this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She legit would say, "Hey, um, we're gonna do this. Uh, I'm going to Goodwill on this day at this hour. If you need help, come with me." It's like you, damn right, I need help. I will be there. So, so you, yes. you were the Reservoir Dogs. Yes, yes, yes. I and, was. And, so you wore the suit, um, uh, Mrs. Hampton had the tie going on, you all had the sunglasses. It made for a really awesome entrance. Yeah, you know, Leva's always about that entrance, so I was like, hey, whatever, let's let's just do it. We're already dressed up, might as well. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like, I've never wrestled uh, Samantha Heights, for an example, and she's so much fun. I, You know, it's nice to be back in the ring with Annie Social, to do stuff with Brittany, uh, Brittany Blake. Uh, it was, you know, stuff teasing stuff was too young like that was a really fun match and i was surprised that my suit did not rip so that was fun yeah i still have your sunglasses by the way you gave me them during the middle of the match gift for you no worries gift for you (laughs) but um your wsu run has been pretty fun actually um because obviously i've been there for all the matches um I mean, it's, it's cool to kind of, I mean, it's not CZW, but it's basically CZW because, you know, sister company. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of cool to go back to your roots a little bit. 
Um, do you have any uh, other memories besides that of, in WSU? Oh, I mean, like, so my friend Blake, he's my best friend, and he helps book WSU. So I, you know, going into WSU, CCW, it's just all fun for me. At this point, it's just, I'm just trying to have fun, just trying to make sure everybody's laughing and having a good time. So, uh me having a good time is trying to see what I could do to piss Blake off. So, you know, he likes my gear. It's like, all right, well, you like my gear? I'm wrestling in sweatpants today. And you like my gear? I'm wrestling in a suit today. So <laughs> it's just all fun for me. Like, I, I it, going to WSU and CCW, I know it's always just going to be a good time to see all my old friends that I don't see as much anymore. You know, Black G's, Joker, even Homicide. DJ, you know, Blake, my best friend, I'm able to see him, you know, every couple months. So it's just, it's just a nice reunion and just have fun and see what we could do in the match. Hey, I also liked that uh, when you first came back to WSU, you got to do the dollhouse in WSU, but you got to have more of like a, an edge to it. I thought that made the, the <laughs> tag team even better than it was. Cause I know I, I thought that was hilarious. You and Marty being able to, you know, you know, just, you know, not stick to PG. Oh yeah, for sure. It helps a lot when it's like, okay, you're just a dollhouse. Do whatever you want to do. It's like, yes, freedom. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, most recently, you've been making quite a few trips over to the U.K. to wrestle. Uh, you won the Queen of Southside title for a little bit. What's it been like wrestling in the U.K. every now and again? I haven't been to the U.K. until pretty much last year. I've always wanted to go there and it's such a different style of wrestling that I'm still learning the British wrestling too. Um, but I mean, Southside has, has been incredible. They are the, like Ben and Sarah and Harry, they're the easiest people to work for. Like they're, I consider them family. They let me sleep at their house. Like it, Southside is just so much fun. And to just, be able to pick up from their style of wrestling and to, you know, intertwine it with my style of wrestling. It's just, it just always makes it a good time. And then getting to meet all, all the new people that I've never met before outside of Shimmer, such as like, uh, Lana, I met Jenny this past weekend. She is incredible. Um, Tony storm, like meeting all these new talent that I never known before. Or, I, and, and the fact that like, I was, I was embarrassed to not know them because they're all so good over there. So it's really like even even uh, Martina, the session moth. I don't even know what a session moth was, but it's like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is awesome. <laughs> She's incredible, yeah. And then you recently just wrestled Jenny, as you were talking about, at Lucha Forever. How was that match? It was so much fun. I've never – I've just heard about Jenny like maybe – after the uh, WWE Access show. Um, but I've never wrestled her before. I never really knew who she was. And then when I met her, she is the sweetest, most respectful, humble person that I have met. She is amazing. And she is willing to go. She has all these ideas. She wants to do all this crazy stuff. And her character is amazing. Her character is so easy to play off of that. It's like, we don't even need to do much. We just we just play off each other. And she makes it work. She legit is fierce. And she is a true queen. So um, also, outside of the ring, you've been training in mixed martial arts at 
ATT Orlando. Can you talk a little bit about that? I wanted to pick up something different. I want to, you know, expand my moveset in wrestling. And I just want to learn something new. Um, So I took up Muay Thai at American Top Team. And it's... Man, it keeps me in shape. Especially in between shows. It is such a workout. Uh, But it's just the people is willing to help you you meet new new friends you get to learn new techniques um and it's just it's very similar to wrestling but it i don't know it's i want i i need to widen my vocabulary but it's a lot of fun for for a workout like that's what i like about workouts is i can only go to the gym so many times before i get bored so i need something else um so I, I hate cardio, but this is the perfect cardio. And I also get to perfect my kicks and to continue working on my kicks and to figure out any new kicks that I can learn. Um, and also getting to meet new people and for people to really offer their assistance with, hey, you want to learn some holds, you want to learn, you know, some takedowns, stuff I can really implement in wrestling. So it's really cool to have a group that's not judgmental, that's not, you know, Oh, let me just choose a professional wrestler. Let me tap her out. No, like they want to they want to help me and they want me to learn. So, ATT has been real family. They are awesome. Um I still I still refuse to have a MMA match with Baszler though. So that's not that's <laughs> not. <laughs> well, you did have the wrestling match. Though. That was something. Oh yeah, no. We could wrestle all day, but there's there is no there is no amount of money that I will ever have an MMA match with that girl. Hell to the no. I remember you tweeted a picture, I think, of you and your dad in, like, karate outfits or something one time. Did he, like, help train you when you were a kid? Yeah, when we were younger in California. So in, you know, I was born in 89, and in the early 90s, we were raised in California, you know, during all the riots and everything that happened. Um, And my dad, he worked for the FBI gang unit. Uh, and he worked in the field. So he wanted us to really learn to protect ourselves, self-defense. So he put us in Taekwondo classes, and that's where I picked up a lot of my kicks is from the Taekwondo classes as a kid, we were able uh, to make it through white belt all the way through secondary black belt. Um, I wish I kept up with it, but it was nice to have that foundation to really implement even though i was a kid to really implement that into my wrestling now um so he definitely put us in a lot of classes especially with taekwondo and made sure we were on it until we made it to the black belt level that's really cool so speaking of work outside of wrestling in the last year or so you have done a lot of work with the safe horizons charity uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with them and how people can find out more if they want to help well, Safe Horizon and Brian, he's the one that reached out to me when I – so I just got out of a abusive relationship and I didn't know how to – I didn't know how to move on and I didn't know who to talk to or how to really begin the healing process. Um, and then I saw the commercial that Safe Horizon did uh, for the Put the Nail in It campaign where you paint your ring finger purple as a sign, a little silent um, – I am a survivor or I want to raise awareness um, 
for against domestic violence. So I started wearing my ring finger purple and then Brian saw that and he sent me a private message and we started talking through there and he gave me his support. He gave me, you know, different numbers for resources to, you know, talk to somebody and even to him, like to talk to him and to talk to him as a friend. Um, and then we decided to share my story because I felt like even though in wrestling I was making waves, I really want to, when I leave wrestling, I want to be, I want to help. The, the biggest thing for me is through the experience, I just want to use that experience to help others that's in a similar situation, especially after going through what I've been through and then talking to, you know, other female wrestlers and to know that a majority of them has been through the same thing, but they don't really speak up about it because we are female wrestlers. How can we be in a situation in with that when we, you know, do intergender wrestling and we're wrestlers, so why can't we defend ourselves? And it was like, it's just such, it was really sad to know that I was going through it along with a lot of my peers were going through it. So me and Brian decided to, you know, share my story, get the word out, raise awareness that it can happen to anybody, man or woman, whether you're a CEO, whether you're an MMA person, whether you're um, a, a vice president of a company, like it can happen to anybody regardless on their career choice, their, their uh, background, whatever. Um, so it was, I just wanted to raise awareness to let them know like this, this happens more than what people think, unfortunately, and it thrives by, it thrives through silence and I'm not going to be silent anymore. And I want people to know that it's okay to talk about it. And honestly, talking, talking about it with Brian, with Blake, with, with my family and friends, like it helped me heal, um, it was a good healing process for me and to know that I was helping others or to know, to, to let people know that it is okay to talk about it. There, there are resources out there that will help. Um, and to, you know, be a voice for those that is too scared to really talk about it, um, to give them courage as well. So I know that at least with that whole thing, I just want to, help others and at least when I'm done with wrestling I just want to use whatever platform I have to raise awareness I think that's so great so great what you've done the work for it and bringing attention to that subject to the wrestling community because like you said it's not something that's really talked about much in this world and it's great that you brought attention to it oh absolutely I know when the uh, Christy Mack thing came out like that was the one that really kind of pushed me to leave because that was a story that made me feel like that could be me if I stayed in this that could be me and bless her heart Christy Mack is awesome because she even reached out to me and and kind of gave me the courage and gave me the strength to really talk about it um so we were able to communicate a little bit with our personal experiences and she was able to uh you know she she definitely did tell me there are going to be a lot of people out there that's going to be against you but in the end, it's just going to make you better. And it's also going to bring justice and to once again, raise awareness. So it was really cool to have somebody that's been through, unfortunately, a lot worse than what I've been through, but to still have the strength to give me to talk about my experience. 
Well, thank you so much for having the strength to share your story, not only with us today, but the world. I know you've done some great pieces on the subject, and you've shared so many great stories with us today. If anybody wants to get a hold of you on social media, how do we do so? I know you just um, updated your Instagram name recently, right? Oh, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. And uh, thank you guys so much for the platform to talk about everything. I hope I wasn't boring, but uh, my my Twitter is at MiaYim. I am always on Twitter. That is my guilty pleasure. So feel free to tweet me. I love gifts, so you'll probably get a gift in response. Um, My Instagram... (laughs) My Instagram is now at MiaYim official, and I am on Facebook as uh, what is my Facebook official MiaYim? Yeah, I think it's MiaYim official fan page. Does that sound let's, right? Let's double check. <laughs> I am so sorry, everybody, but I know on Facebook um, I do have a fan page. I have a personal page, but uh, that's personal. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's, so on Facebook, it is official MiaYim. Oh my goodness, that is so confusing. So Instagram, Miriam Official, Facebook, Official Miriam, and then Twitter, at Miriam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But hit me up. I'm always on social media. I love interacting with everybody. Yeah. And um, before we let you go, do you have any upcoming indie dates? Oh, man, I am so busy for the next couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, this weekend, I am going to be at Russell Circus on Saturday versus Rachel Ellering. It's going to be fun. I've never wrestled her. I'm excited. Uh, next weekend, I'm going back to the UK for Kamikaze Pro and Southside. And then the weekend after that is Shimmer Weekend. Yay. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun couple weeks. Yes, definitely. Thank you so, so much for letting us interview you. It's been such a blast. Yeah, Mia, I know on a personal note, you don't often do these type of interviews, so thank you so much. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Oh, no, this was so much fun. Uh, you guys are awesome, so thank you guys for having me. I love you guys. We love Except you. Except for Dave, because he's a <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to give his sunglasses back now. Uh, I got to hold my head shame now. <laughs>